Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the 80s show on iHeartRadio. Wouldn't it be fantastic? Wouldn't it be fantastic if life was easier? It really would, right? Life just grinds you the hell down. Nothing's easy. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how things are in your world, but I know I, uh, I regularly curse things, people, events on a uh, daily basis and go, Oh, God, couldn't just one thing be easy one of the times? The hell. Now that's me and I'm a cranky son of a bitch, but I have to believe that other people are met with... Uh, Trials, tribulations, and at the very least, inconvenience occasionally. <clears throat> now, life would be great if it was easy. Wouldn't it be freaking fantastic if you could just sail through the day unencumbered by idiotic people, mindless problems, little things that slow you down so much that shouldn't, but they do. You know, it's like... Uh, it's like this world's preponderance on broadband internet. It's become this thing that you absolutely need. You need your high-speed internet. <laughs> you do. Whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you are in the car, you need to be able to be digitally connected at all times. Maybe you need to access navigation. Maybe you need to VPN in from your house so you can get into your work computer and do your, do work. Maybe you have to send an email right away to get your vacation plans confirmed or something. I don't know. But you need that Wi-Fi. You need it to work. You need it to be there for you at all times. Yet it always goes wrong. How many times have you been going down the highway? You lose your signal. Your navigation gets you lost. It navigates you to the same address in a different state, something like that. And you're just like, oh, come on. It's meant to make my life easier. It's making it more difficult. That, my friend, is something we all deal with. There's no way around it. And it is a microcosm of the rest of the areas of our lives. Nothing is ever as easy as it's supposed to be on paper. Whether that's your life at home. Maybe it's raising your child. Maybe it's tending to your relationship. Maybe it's dealing with work. Nothing's ever smooth. Nothing's ever easy. 
There's bumps in the road all the way. There's little hells, little failures that are going to rise up to meet you in your most triumphant of hours. As you're climbing the mountain, you invariably get a pebble in your shoe. It's going to give you a blister, and you're going to have to sit down, and it's going to take chunks out of your day, and that world record for climbing a mountain, or whatever the hell it is you're trying to do, won't be set because of that freaking pebble. But that pebble, that Wi-Fi that goes out, that bump in the road, it's such a huge part of life. Bear in mind that strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and you decide not to surrender, that is where you will find your strength. Mahatma Gandhi. With the blinged out shop, fake can't shell a cone for a mile. But hey, I ain't impressed with this. She makes the dirty dot com or maybe once or twice a guest list. Got no talent, but she wants to be on TV. She's a model and an actress, just some things you ain't ever seen. Look over there, it's a guy who makes a wide eyed, rocking the affliction. Jim Tam addiction. For people like these, I'm seeing that orange is the new black. A guest pass who is tanning bed is guaranteed to put her on her back. These chicks with the big fake cans, fake tans, big plans on that steroid man. He front like a Millionaire but makes 30 grand Spends most of that paper on the gym and the tan Can't make the rent, can't make the grade He couldn't pay the bills but got Versace shades Now he's broke as a joke So to feel like a man he gets that HGH And takes a shot in the ass Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Cause all the silicone is making you look kinda scary Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Is that really necessary? Cause shooting steroids in your ass is really kinda scary You're a model you say What kind of soda in a way I take pictures in my bathroom on my phone for my MySpace Which, by the way, is so coming back So I shoot myself from above and then crop out my huge ass I guess if Snooki can do it, then so can you, no doubt As long as you wanna be the skank that gets knocked the hell out I guess it's kinda worth it if you're in it for the fame Who needs a real job or self-worth or real friends anyway You wanna be the one to try and get it done Being famous but doing nothing, yeah, I guess it looks like fun But bear in mind you're trying to be the next Heidi Montag A plastic looking fake ass suicidal freaking hoe bag Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Cause all the silicone is making you look kinda scary Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Hey, is that really necessary? Cause shooting steroids in your ass is really kinda scary for your affliction addiction Having clothes to scream You're a douchebag Is never a good position to take I know you're an MMA fan But don't take it too lightly Just because you watch it on TV Don't try and ultimately fight me You and I both know i drop you in two seconds flat i kick you where it hurts For shooting steroids in your ass Or on that shriveled piece of skin Where your testicles you Hey, you, what's that sound? I'm coming so loud from your radio dial AD. We get it down when you're rocking the jams. Here I am, going back once again. I'm ruling all city like a king. I am a master. So, Funkhauser, did you have an excellent Valentine's Day? Yeah, I did. What'd you that do? Was, that was, um, that was Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't, well, let's see, what did we do? We did some gardening. Uh-huh. We went out to lunch. We went out to dinner. Oh. We had an us day. 
took it easy. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, very. Did you uh, did you present at any point uh, a gift that needed to be unwrapped or a card or, or some flowers or some sort of traditional <sighs> stuff? Or did you just let the events of the day dictate the fact that it was a day to celebrate one another? Well, she had more of the gift that needed unwrapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, we didn't do anything tangible. I don't think. Did you uh, get busy on Valentine's Day? Busy? Well, my calendar was full. Oh, those are nice. (laughs) Yes. You did? Uh Did it happen at 8.47 p.m.? Why is that the median time that it? Yeah, it, that's the median time on which on which the uh, adult expression of love occurs on Valentine's Day. I read somewhere eight forty seven p.m. How how uh, uh, the over under, so to speak? Where were you? <laughs> I don't know. I was a couple hours later, I believe. Really, yeah, eight forty seven seems like when you're still out to dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's like check, please. Got to get home. Yeah. Yeah. I it's weird. Dinner dates are a strange thing. I don't know about you, but I like to eat food. Like if I'm going out to eat, I'm there to eat. And uh the amount I like to eat when I sit down to eat a really good meal kind of precludes anyone having any real sex expectations for the next couple of hours. Like if I'm going to go out and eat a meal that I enjoy, it'll require some recovery time. <laughs> Do I look sexy when I'm digesting? <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, you look fantastic. Now, if you could not touch me for a while, because I, like, because <laughs> I've got the meat sweats and the food shivers, that would be great. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, after 8.47, what, what did you go out to eat? Well, she likes cheeseburgers. So, you know, we had a simple cheeseburger date. There's a lot of cheeseburger joints around Pasadena. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Mm. <laughs> um, so, we, did, was it a good cheeseburger joint? It was a good cheeseburger. I mean, we had 100% weekend. It was all good. There was, not, there was nothing that was like, uh-oh, <laughs> that's a bad omen. See, like right there, like the cheeseburger thing, like, I, I don't know, it, it's that whole thing, you know, now you're in your 30s, or it, it's like, it used to be able to eat two Big Macs and, and fries and a strawberry shake and finish out the day like a hummingbird. Now, like, it's like the, uh, what's his nut from King of Queens, Kevin James, he, he, he accurately described a male in his 30s by, now you have a, a Big Mac and you feel like a bear that got hit by a sedative tart, you're like, so, like, if I went out for cheeseburger fry, like, what'd you have with the cheeseburger? Uh, I just had straight up cheeseburger. I don't mess around with it. The fries? Nope. No fries? Nope. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If I have, I can have fries on the side of something that's, you know, kind of goodish for you. Or I can have, like, a, a burger. But if I have a cheeseburger and fries, like, man, I'm going to need to lie down. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Like, it's true. It's just like that kicks my ass. It makes me feel like it, I, I think it's a sign of uh, getting older. You know, like when you're in your 20s, you can eat whatever the hell you want and you feel fine. And when you're in 30s, it's just like it's an either or proposition. You cheeseburger and fries, going to need to lie down. Well, like cheeseburger by itself with maybe a side salad, <laughs> then you're going to feel okay, you know. But it's just like the the combination of the two of them will just knock me on my ass every single time if I try and do that. Were you like me in your 20s? You had older people going, watch that metabolism. It'll slow down on you. You're going to get a gut the way you eat. Because um, I was a skinny kid until about 28. And then that was it. All she wrote. I don't know. I had, uh, I was a vegan. Like I had, um, I had 12 years of veganism 
um, that, you know, like hippie parents and it kind of stuck with me. So like I ate no fat or protein. And, um, what was weird was I started to, I I started to get like a little, it, it wasn't so much the metabolism. It was when I came off the road. It was like when I used to be on the, you know, you jump up and down under hot lights for, um, for, for an hour, every single night on the road, it's gonna, it's kind of lean you right out, especially when you're not eating sort of like anything that used to be alive Mm. or, or cheese or anything like that. So like that, like when I came off the road, one, one thing about being a vegan on the road is all you eat is toast. You know, there's like nothing else for like a Denny's house salad and an English muffin. That's, that's what I lived on for years. So I would get these head rushes and almost pass out. But one thing I noticed was after I came off the road, I, uh, that was when I started to, uh, that was when I, I started to put on weight. I was like, hold on, what, what the hell's going on around here? And the thing, ironically, that made me lose weight was when I started eating meat again. Like, it, it was, it was like, because you're, you're eating, like a vegan that doesn't get a proper, balanced, nutritional sort of meal. If you're not eating sort of like, you know, eight different varieties of bean that combine to give you the right sort of like protein intake and tofu and, you know, all, all these things that are fortified with protein. What happens is you eat half a loaf of bread and go, huh, I'm not getting nutritionally satisfied, therefore I'm still hungry, and you eat the other half of a loaf of bread or, or whatever. You just kind of like you're constantly stuffing your face because your body's still going, I need something, I need something, I need something. And when I started eating chicken wings and things like that again, like I, I wasn't as starving hungry and the weight came right the hell off. So, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think... I, I was really skinny because uh, of the being a vegan thing, and then... Yeah. No, then then I used to run around like a hummingbird. And everybody would go, well, yeah. look at you with that energy. One day it'll catch up with you. And now here I am, old and fat. Yeah. I've never yeah, that that whole boundless energy thing, I never had that. Like I never had the like it, yeah, no, I don't. I used to have boundless energy for work. Like I used to feel like I am coming in and I, I'm going to kick ass and take names and do it like, and right around year seven, <laughs> I hit a wall with that sort of stuff. Like <laughs> I used to be that guy. I was like, sure. I'll, like the first five years I was in radio, I worked 365 days a year, including Christmas, New Year's. I didn't think of days off. I thought of nights off or mornings off or afternoons off and, you know, tried to make the most of those sorts of times. But I was on the air. Usually on several stations a day for the first five years, 365 days a year. And I like I dove into it, vigorous abandon. I was like, this is who I am. I like to work. And then right around year seven, I was like, well, this is crap. I have no interest in working anymore at all, ever. If I could just stay home. But yeah, are you really low energy? Uh, no, I mean, I think that attributes to me working in the morning. Uh-huh. I have all, I, you know, I expunge all the energy in the morning, and then I'm uh, a piece of bread by two o'clock, just <laughs> lying there untoasted. Mm. I've started doing this thing on Saturdays where I take naps. <laughs> like that—that's kind of a new one. Like I used to just, but that's because I used to sleep in on Saturdays. Um, and uh, and now I uh, now I've got a new puppy in the home with a demanding. Uh, with a demanding morning routine and and that's fine and that's well and good but if i have to get up at eight o'clock on a saturday guess what taking a nap at noon 
And, uh, and, but no, I never had that sort of like youthful exuberance and being full of energy. I was always tired. I was always lethargic. I always wanted to lie down. I always got head rushes. I always got out of breath saying long sentences. I was never that sort of like guy that ripped through life like a, like a, like a hot knife through butter, you know? So I I don't know. I I wouldn't notice it if it's catching up with me in my age because I, I apparently have had the constitution of a 45 year old since I was about 12. So no, <laughs> it's a short answer. Should we talk about what's going on in the world? All right. Well, <laughs> just <laughs> I, I see. I'm not the only one who suffers from a lack of enthusiasm for work. Whatever, hey, Funkhouser, so. why, why, yeah, you want to read? The news? read? Oh, oh, that's God. so much work. You ever uh, have you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where? Uh, where Jerry says to Elaine, want to do something? She's like, nah. <laughs> and he's like, you want to go out for a meal? She's like, no, nah, really. What about the coffee shop? We can just go downstairs to the coffee shop. She's like, do I have to talk? Because I'll go if I don't have to talk. Like, that's how I feel about life in general. Just hate effort. Effort sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him on Larry David on SNL? Oh, my God. Are you going to I the have... party, Larry, later? No. Why would I go to the party? <laughs> It's so funny. Well, you know what I thought was so amazing about that? And the the SNL thing, I, it was like, it was a microcosm of SNL. It was three and a half hours of SNL. Some of it was awkward, uncomfortable, and failed to land. And some of it was jaw-droppingly brilliant and made me laugh my sweet patootie off. And the SNL 40 thing was just, to me, it was a period on the end of a sentence about how entertainment used to be and how amazing it used to be and how creative and celebratory of talent and and people that thought outside the box it used to be and that was it like the snl 40 thing was like okay that's it no more you know that that that, that was you're not that predicting was the last 40 50? years uh no i think snl will continue but they're just the shape of the world and the shape of the way we consume entertainment and television and all the above that was the last 40 years and now um it's just gonna suck for the next 10 or 15 years until we find our feet again and find a way to give creative people a voice and right now i don't think they have that or at least not a voice that's celebrated but the whole larry david jerry seinfeld thing was so brilliant where he was like oh you used to be a writer on snl didn't you yeah yeah i did and then you, you and I went on to have, like, the biggest, greatest TV show of all time. Yeah. And, like, and because of how the world is now, that can never happen again, right? Yeah, no, that's pretty much. It can never happen again. So that was us. We did it. We had the greatest TV show of all time, and it'll never be replicated. And I was like, God, it's funny because it's true. Like, it's 100% true. Like, the conversation they had between themselves as a bit on SNL is just a sad indictment of the way things are going and the way things are going to be until, like I said, there's a way to give a voice to creative people and and some sort of power to creative people. Because right now, power isn't given to creative people or Funkhauser and I would be doing this show from our own private island. Anyways, go on. Um, Well, critics have been savaging Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Case in point. They've been going after Fifty Shades of Grey because it's a complete bag of suck, apparently. Man, it's almost like for the first time ever, Hollywood rushed to cash in on a trend instead of taking the time to write a good script, hire a capable director, or find decent actors. It's that sort of like, here's your piece of entertainment. Here's your piece of entertainment. We have entered the Tasty Freeze. We have entered the Tasty Freeze era of entertainment. (laughs) 
It's the, like the ice orange cream. Julius. Yeah, yeah. It's like ice cream. People are going to eat it. They'll go, this isn't as good as the ice cream, but what else are we going to do? And it's sort of some sort of non-dairy substitute that tastes sort of all right. And because it's there, people will consume it. That's where entertainment is in this day and age. Go on. I love the stories of it uh, showing on uh, drive-in theaters around the country and people like driving by seeing the, the scenes. That's come out a couple of times. Uh, I don't know. how many are, Aren't there just like four or five drive-in theaters left in America? I don't know. I think they're more pre- prevalent. Is that a word? Uh, in yeah, the that's a word. Midwest? That's, that's a thing. There, I know there's one in Dallas. Like, I remember driving into Dallas to play shows um, several times, and you always see, uh, going into Dallas, you see the movie theater screens. So I know there's one there. I mean, well, I remember there being one there. I don't know if it's still there, but... Yeah, no, there definitely seems to be less and less of a thing. Hopefully they bring it back in sort of an old-timey way. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Madonna said Fifty Shades of Grey isn't very sexy. Madonna says Fifty Shades of Fifty... Uh, well, if there's any, if there's anyone who knows about things that aren't sexy, it's a 56-year-old woman who still insists on posing topless. Ooh, speaking of... Yeah, Madonna said Fifty Shades of Grey, not sexy. To which everyone within earshot replied, Ew, gross, someone's grandma's talking about sex. <laughs> someone's great-grandma. Yeah. Uh, you know what else isn't sexy, Madonna? Dusty caverns. Menopause. Go on. Well, after fighting with Instagram over nudity, Chelsea Handler is now showing her tatas on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> so that's two social media accounts I'll no longer be checking. Go on. <laughs> Um, yesterday was President's Day. Right. Or as Mitt Romney calls it, Monday. Give Kenny a 
I mean, you might not be near retirement age, but uh, you have to be living under a rock to have not heard all the talk. Like, Social Security is a joke. People are paying into something that will never pay back to them. It's not going to work. It's dead and gone. Au contraire, my friend, there's a way to have an excellent pension. Uh, Be the president of the United States of America or, you know, any number of uh, other government worker positions. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Right now, though, Funkhauser and I were talking about this off the air. You can turn the news bed back on. We're not we're not done with the news yet, I don't think. But yeah. I've come to believe that. Uh, well, you know the the National Enquirer, right? I've heard of it. So, if you are old enough to remember pre digital era, the National Enquirer was. Is kind of like a guilty pleasure. Like, if no one was looking, if no one you knew was around while you were at the supermarket checkout. Let's see who's secretly pregnant today. Yeah, yeah. You might sort of like, you might be like, oh, I got to read this thing about Hitler's baby being born on the moon or, or whatever the hell it was. But it was kind of a secretive thing where you didn't want to be seen to be doing something so intellectually gauche, something that, you know, indicated that you were probably raised in a trailer park being fed a steady diet of Mountain Dew in your bottle. But, mmm, mm, I know. <laughs> I wish I was giving Mountain Dew in my bottle. Um, I don't know why that sounded dirty, but it's not. (laughs) 
But like the National Enquirer was sort of like a guilty pleasure and something that you only snuck a peek at while you were at supermarket checkouts when no one else was looking around. Yeah, nobody bought it. Yeah, no one bought it. And the people that did bought it, you were like, <laughs> how sad and pathetic of them. <laughs> now we live in this digital era where nobody's really watching, you know, except for Google and Uncle Scam. And people click on whatever the hell they want. And Funkhauser was talking about the uh, the morning news in Los Angeles where he lives. He was like, they were doing uh, the, the super hot chicks, you know, on the news show were, were doing yoga. Yeah, the whole show. Downward facing dog, the works. And it was girl on girl yoga. Is that how you described it, Funkhauser? Yeah, how to use your partner for, for you know, leverage to be able to uh, do certain moves and stuff. And it's yoga yeah. with a friend. And it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you put your head between their butt cheeks and let camera two focus on you for absurdly long amounts of time. That's the news now. And this is indicative of where we are as a culture. To gain anybody's attention, to get it, it's not good enough. It's not good enough to be informative. It's not good enough to just be the news. You got to have silicone-enhanced bimbos doing downward-facing doggy style on each other to get ratings in the morning news. And that is the same the world over. You can't just be a newspaper that reports the news anymore. You'll go out of business. So you have to pander to this lowest common denominator, this this inbred, born-in-a-trailer-park mountain doing-your-bottle-as-a-baby mind that has come into existence because of the way digital media works and the way people click on whatever the hell is in the margins because you're trying to gain clicks and traffic. So you have to have these crazy, outlandish, Hitler's baby-born-on-the-moon stories everywhere. And the digital age has turned us from a nation of thinkers... To a nation of National Enquirer readers. It used to be the shameful thing that you did when you thought no one was looking. And now it's how absolutely everyone goes through their lives because of the way we consume media in this day and age. Don't don't do that. I, I know it's everywhere. I know it's hard to avoid. I know it pervades cultural zeitgeist. I know if you're a kid born into this age, what chance do you really have? But when at all possible, don't, don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't be a National Enquirer reader. Say to yourself, I'm better than that, and move on to something of substance. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, substance. Like this show. Let's go, Funkhauser. What else is going on in the news? Well, a woman's orgasm indicates information about their partner. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. I, I, I read this. Women's orgasms indicate information about their partners. So, for instance, if a woman's had one, her partner is not me. Go on. <laughs> me neither. Sorry. <laughs> a huge snowstorm hit New England over the weekend. Storm originally headed to Seattle, but at the last second, it was intercepted by New England. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. I, I, Sports. I, I think, yeah, I think that's the last piece of Super Bowl humor that we can allow ourselves to do. Go on. Oregon is said to have the first ever openly bisexual governor. Unsurprisingly, opponents of the new gover governor have already accused her of flip-flopping. It's interesting the fact that she's openly bisexual. She? How do we know mm. this? Yeah, like hmm, suddenly Oregonian politics have taken on a new and entirely more interesting light. Yeah. She, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. She is the first. Um, Sad news to report now. Just seen a picture. Not living up to the fantasy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Oregon Secretary of State Kate Brown. She looks like a Kate Brown, too. Uh, picture a Kate Brown. Now picture the exact opposite of your bisexual female fantasy. They, they, yeah, those two, uh, those two pretty much match up. But it's interesting. I wonder how it even came out that she's bisexual. I have to guess that she's been seen sort of like at functions dating men and women. Uh, that, that I, I can't imagine why anybody would be in her bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine why the, the, the political microscope having been gotten out by the uh, Oregonian voters. I cannot imagine why that would even be an issue or why anyone would even know unless she's publicly dated people of both sexes. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Like, on, on the one hand, I'm like, yay, open-mindedness. Uh, on the other hand, I'm like, who cares? What does this have to do with anything? Go on. Researchers now say drinking a daily glass of red wine is not healthy. Yeah, yeah. It used to be this idea that... Um, Drinking a daily glass of red wine was good for your heart, had antioxidants and all of the above. And if uh, you've been using that as a uh, <laughs> lonely moms, if you've been using that as an excuse to down a box of wine every single night, too bad, so sad. I'm sorry. Researchers now say drinking a daily glass of red wine is not healthy, uh, especially if it was served to you by Bill Cosby. Go on. Yeah, put the dips in the daps, and there you go with that there. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Your Bill Cosby sounds like a toothless redneck. You gotta work on that one. It started it started out convincingly, then all of a sudden I was picturing the trailer park and kids drinking Mountain Dew out of baby bottles. Go on. This year's Oscar gift bag includes a session with a woman who says she can clean she can teach you how to control other people's minds. Mm. And for the first time ever, Bill Cosby wishes he was an Oscar nominee. Go on. Hippity dippity dip. It's just Everybody walking out and everybody leaving Don't you feel the mic anymore? 
Fascinating subjects, interesting talk, and boobs and fart jokes. AD on iHeartRadio. So I'm watching this uh, video that Funkhauser sent me of the of the chicks doing yoga on. Uh, oh yeah, 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 chicks doing yoga on the. <laughs> what, yeah, uh, as if her crotch wasn't in focus enough. Yeah, camera one, camera two, camera yeah. one, camera two. So what? What? Um, what are these? Uh, incredibly ripped and toned females usually what what's their usual function on the news you know they sit around and talk about uh isis and weather and you know coffee talk about southern california events rain and weather and such things oh look there they are using their partner's backsides as leverage <laughs> uh i mean it's kind of cool i suppose and you know let's be real here they're all wearing skin tight clothing skin tight clothing but uh doesn't cover a lot of their bodies isn't but, isn't uh, like montana or uh minnesota supposed to outlaw isn't there something on the on the ballot i i heard somewhere that they're supposed to outlaw they want outlaw oh, it's yoga not, pants uh, yeah it is somewhere uh, like whoa that's mm. uh mm-hmm. yeah that's um quite a move isn't it i don't know what that yeah, one's called that, that, really but yeah that one's called saving this video for later. Is that what this one, that one's called? It's called favorite. Uh, look, uh, yeah, yeah. On the real, this is yeah. It's really nice to look at, and you know, yoga kind of cool, I suppose. And you know, they're all in excellent shape, and I, I suppose this might inspire people to engage in the practice of yoga. And yoga is very good for your heart, mind, and body. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to do. So on the one hand, they're promoting yoga. On the other hand, this is supposed to be the news media. This is ridiculous. Like this is it, it's a sad indictment of where we are as a society. That to get people to watch the news, you have to put. Uh, mostly naked chicks in yoga pants uh, doing sort of things that are 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 just yeah I'm uh, like okay. I'm okay with it I'm okay with it too like I'll watch the living bejesus out of it but I just wish it was on its own channel and we could watch you know news and I wish mm-hmm. I wish news and information could stand on its own uh, stand on its own merits. I wish you didn't need all this fluff to engage the knuckle-dragging troglodytes that our society has become full of. It's just like I don't know I don't know. I, may, I I honestly feel like seeing the whole SNL 40 thing it kind of upset me a little bit because it, it really is sort of like, hey, this is a this is the end of a great era where things like ideas and things like creativity and things like just intrinsic value of anything that's vaguely intellectual. You just see it being flushed further and further down the toilet every single day. And I, I mean, I mean, I know I'm not looking, I, I, I'm mistaken to be looking at uh, the folks over at Fox to be saviors of this thing. The, the people that bring us Fox news and family guy, but yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, a sad comment on the state of affairs today. But will I perpetuate the problem by watching the hell out of it because it's hot chicks and yoga pants? You're damn right I will. They don't really do real news anyway. Uh, I think I'm part of the problem. 
Uh, did we have some news to wrap up? Yeah, let's do a couple more pieces of news, and then we'll get on with uh, <laughs> how, uh, well, you're not going to have a pension, but someone will, and that someone used to work for the government. Go on. Paris Hilton turns 34 today. Hmm. If she were here right now, I'd look her in the eye and say, what the hell is your other eye looking at, you cross-eyed you cross inbred, uh, useless do, pustule? Does she have one? It, yeah, it, it's always a little helter-skelter, yeah. So where are you looking? Hey, where are you looking? Where are you looking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what, what's over there? What is over there? I'm here. I don't know what the hell is going on over there. Half, but it, yeah, half of it, me you got. Where's the other half going? Yeah, yeah. That's hot. Um, go on. Insiders say Rob Kardashian wants his mom to butt out of his life. Hmm. And by insiders, I mean producers who are writing that storyline into the show right now as we speak. Get out of my room, Mom! <laughs> yeah, Rob Kardashian wants his mom to butt out of his life, but not nearly as much as he wants a family-sized bucket of KFC. Oink, oink, my good man. Go on. Michael Bay turns 50 today. Ah, Michael Bay. Noted director. Mm. Uh, name some movies Michael Bay has done. Uh, giant... 3D, huge Transformers, all the yeah. ones of kids. The the hot girls that have the orange tone to them when right. they're on screen, that's Michael, yeah. Michael Bay for you. Yeah. Computers. Mike, yeah, Michael Bay turns 50 today. To celebrate, he's having a party that'll be really loud and have lots of stars, but no one's really going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. See what I did there? Bring your own glasses. Go on. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg says she had a little to drink before nodding off. During the last State of the Union, State of the Union address. Yeah, Ruth Bader, yeah. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg says the fact that she fell asleep <laughs> during the State of the Union address. She fell asleep during it, and she said it was because she had a little to drink before. Seriously, Bill Cosby, a Supreme Court justice? Not cool. Not cool at all. <laughs> All right, one last piece of news, Funkhauser, and then I, I suppose I should do something that vaguely counts as work. You know, like one, one of these story things that I'm supposed to be doing. Go on. Frightening news. A woman on a flight out of Los Angeles was stung by a scorpion. Uh, even more terrifying. Scorpion wearing a tiny turban. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, God. So, if you are... If you are a young adult in this day and age, there's a couple things that you probably know to be true. One, you don't have to pay for music. Two, it's a good thing you don't have to pay for music because all those taxes you're paying towards Social Security, uh, yeah, you're paying into a pension system that will not pay you back. It's just not going to work out for us. We keep paying into it. And it's one of the, it is one of the most interesting indicators of how easy we are to push around and poke and prod and just how easy we are to manipulate and how accepting we are of the status quo. Everyone I know that's a youngster, a young adult, somewhere between 20 and 40, everyone I know that falls into that age range is very aware of the fact that they probably won't have a pension when they grow up and retire. Like this whole retirement thing. Not not going to be a, a fruitful, bountiful thing for us when we turn 65 and go, hey, where's my pension? Yet we continue to pay into it. 
No one's been like, hey, uh, so Social Security, why are these taxes so high when it's well established that we're not going to see a penny of it later on in life? And that's how easy we are to manipulate. That's how easy we are to push around. Everybody knows that they're paying towards something that they're supposed to get back and they're not going to get a penny back. And it's untold millions of dollars, billions of dollars every single year in taxes that's supposed to be providing for your future. And what are you doing about it? You might be hacked off about a whole bunch of other things, but you're not hacked off about that. Not many people are chasing after that being like, I don't want to pay this anymore if it's not going to look after me in my later years. We're so easy to push around. We're so easily manipulated. You want to know why? Because that's a consequence that isn't something that's going to come up until, well, that's further down the road. Well, by the time I'm 65, who knows what, yeah, we'll all be, we'll all be disembodied heads living on robot bodies and who will need social security then or, or whatever that case may be. We're such an instant gratification society now that we don't think beyond the next five minutes, let alone the next five days, let alone the next five years, let alone when we're 65, we don't care. We're paying out to this thing that's never going to pay us back. And it's well established that it's never going to pay us back. We see it on the news all the time. Generation X and Y are facing never getting pensions because Social Security is bankrupt, yet we keep dumping our money into it and not complaining about it because we're idiots. There is uh, one set of people However, for whom Social Security is going to work out just fine, as it turns out, ex-presidents, they don't have to write a best-selling memoir to earn a living. All four living former presidents received a pension of $201,700 in fiscal year 2014, according to a 2014 report from the Congressional Research Service. Over $200,000 pension. That's some living. But that's just the beginning of the benefits the ex-presidents have. By the way, I don't think there's a single one of them that needs that $200,000 a year. But I digress. That is just the, the tip of the freaking iceberg. Altogether, the General Services Administration, a government management agency, has allotted George W. Bush nearly $1.3 million in pension and allowances for the year, fiscal year 2014. 1.3 million. That's when you add it all up. That's the largest amount of the four ex-presidents. Bill Clinton's next at $950,000. Presidents receive pensions and additional benefits thanks to the former Presidents Act, Act which was passed in 1958. And the whole thing was basically set up to look after Harry Truman. He sucked with money. He was bad with it. And, uh, you know, it's hard after being president to go back into the private sector. So to look after President Harry Truman uh, when he had financial difficulties after leaving office, this former President's Act was passed in 1958 to basically look after him. By law, former presidents today receive a pension at the pay level that current cabinet secretaries earn which is $201,700 in 2014. The rest of the money comes from other expenses the law says the government should provide for presidents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's going to pick up the check? Oh, that would be us. 
I know we're not going to get Social Security. I know we're not going to get a pension when we get to be 65. But let's, you know, look after the presidents to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, not just their pensions. But, well, all these expenses and these expenses, there's a very broad range of them. Personnel, office supplies, you know, $200 rolls of toilet paper. You know how the government loves to spend on that sort of thing. Phone services and, ooh, this is my favorite, quote, other miscellaneous services. <laughs> yeah. Miscellaneous. A category that includes cable TV, air conditioning services. Altogether, nearly $3.6 million allotted for former presidents in fiscal year 2014. By the way, this does not include Secret Service protection. Uh, amounts for which are not disclosed. Eh, Secret Service, it, yeah, people are always going to want to take a pop at a former president. So yeah, that's one, one, one part of this equation that I don't have a problem with. You want to know what makes up the largest share of what ex-presidents get from the government? And uh, this is the area that most distances Clinton and George W. Bush from the two other presidents. Clinton's office space. Clinton's office space costs just over $414,000. This is what the largest amount of our tax dollars are going to to pay for to look after our former president's office space. They're private ventures. Clinton's office space in 2014, $414,000. Bush's, George Bush, the hell is he even doing now? Writing a book? Painting? He likes to do watercolors, paint by number, things of that nature. Well, apparently, to indulge in his habit of painting, George Bush needs offices that run to the tune of $420,500. Yeah. Hear that, America? Slick Willie's taxpayer-funded office for post-presidential affairs costs America $414,000 a year. Meanwhile, patients at the VA hospital are on 14-month waiting list to be treated for heart attacks. Have a good one. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.